Welcome back to the Dump and Chase podcast. Uh, we're going to highlight uh, the first round of the NFL draft, who we think is going to go number one, um, and then what the, the remaining four or five teams do behind them. We're going to talk about the NHL first round, recap that, recap the second round, um, a, a quick preview. Then we're going to get into the the NBA action of the past week and, and LeBron's unbelievable block at one end, fadeaway buzzer beating three to, to put them up three two um and then the, the dump and chase of the week is the philadelphia prison and meek mill hashtag free meek baby let's go yeah here we go yeah draft day johnny manziel five years later how am i the man still draft day a wiggins fuck that other side bitch we stay winning All right, Jake, NFL draft coming up tomorrow night in Arlington, Texas. Browns are on the clock at number one. Who do you, who do you think they go? Who, who, who are Two they taking? Words, Two words, Boomer Sooner. Oh, let's you go. Baker, Heisman, hey, you think they're going the Heisman Trophy winner, huh? After this last week, I was, I was set on Josh Allen going, for number, uh, going at number one. Um, after the weekend and early talks this week, it's sounding like, uh, John Dorsey with the Browns, um, a real high on Baker Mayfield. And I don't think he's going to have to wait too long. Heavy. Yeah. Big, uh, big news coming out of Cleveland. Uh, I, I, I honestly think that, you know, at the start of the week, the Jets said that they were in on Baker, you know, um, I think that kind of changed Dorsey's mindset thinking wow if if a if a team who's picking third is is actually you know all in on this baker sweepstakes maybe i should start overthinking things here um you know dorsey's got a history of taking big armed quarterbacks he traded up 17 spots to take patrick mahomes with the chiefs last year um that was pretty surprising but you know it's, it looks like it paid off it, mahomes had a pretty good start last week or last year in, in week uh, 17 um, he'll take over the reins this year, and but uh, honestly, I think it's going to be Josh Allen. Um, all I mean, all the analysts say it. Not, I'm not just saying that that he's going to go one because the analysts do, but just with Dorsey's history, um, and it just seems like everything I've heard about the Cleveland Browns screams that they're going to draft Josh Allen. But uh, yeah, they like they, you, they, you, they like you could be right. The athletic yeah. pure athleticism of Josh Allen. Um, if Baker doesn't go one, you have to expect them to drop to three to, and go to the Jets, right? Yeah. Or, I, or, I or do imagine. you have the Giants at two taking a quarterback? I I have – personally, I have the Giants at two taking a quarterback. I mean, this is Dave Gettleman's first draft with the Giants, former GM of the Panthers, but this is a big pick for him. Um, You know, it's – it's going to dictate the future of the Giants. If A lot of people think they're going to go Saquon Barkley mm-hmm. at two, yeah. Oh, yeah. the prodigy out of Penn State. I think they're going to take a quarterback. I, I personally, I'm huge Josh Rosen guy. I think he's the most mechanically sound quarterback in the draft. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, he's got concussions. He's had big injuries in college. But I just think he's, he's really, really talented. Um, but I think the Browns go Allen at one, and then I 
what I think is going to happen is I think the Giants take Darnold at two. Um, and and then, like you said, the Jets will take Baker at three. What? Uh, who do you have the Giants taking at two? Yeah, at, at the second pick, everything I've seen has been Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I don't think they're – I mean, Eli Manning is – is not what he used to be. I mean, yes, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I don't, I, I just think he signed his four year deal last year. I don't think they're just going to get rid of him just like that. Um, so I think, no, so I think they go skill oh. position at in Saquon Barkley and the second pick there. Here, here's my theory. So, like you said, he just signed a four year deal last year. What they could do is, you know, in the league, <laughs> You build from the center out, um, exception of the running back. But you got to go quarterback here. Um, You look at the last, I don't know, 9, 10, 11 Super Bowl winners. They haven't had a a running back go for over 1,000 yards with the exception of of two of them. Um, But you see it more and more. Teams that win usually have a sound quarterback, solid quarterback, a good defense, and a running back committee. so is Barkley going to be a transcendent player? Yeah. But, you know, with, with Eli getting old, uh, he's probably got two good years left. I think they should just take a quarterback and, and develop them behind Eli, let him learn, kind of like the, the Aaron Rodgers, Brett Favre type deal. Um, and, and, and I think they should go quarterback. But, uh, but honestly, don't be surprised if they trade the pick. Uh, if the Browns do take Baker at one, I could totally see – you know, Buffalo or Arizona or Miami, you know, trading up to that two spot, throwing the kitchen sink at the Giants, something that they can't refuse, trade back, get a couple more picks. And, I mean, OBJ is coming back. Um, Sterling Shepard. Dez talks. Got Dez talks, too. Yeah, I mean, I don't see them signing yeah, Dez, but that'd be insane but... if they did. That'd be insane. Uh, but yeah, like that offense is going to be dynamic for, I'd say one more year. Uh, so if they trade, it wouldn't be a huge mistake. So don't be surprised if you see that. But the, the big question, Jake, is what do the Browns do with the fourth pick? What do you, what do you think? What do you think they do with the four pick? Um, if, boy, if the, man, there's so many ways you could go with this. If the Giants go, I, I think the Giants have, are going to go two options. Well, if they don't trade, I think they go Squam Barkley or they're going to go D.N. Bradley Chubb out of NC State. Um, if they go Chubb, I think they, they, they'll go Barkley at four. If they go Barkley, then I think they're going to go Chubb at, in that same spot. I think it's either one or the other. I think it's dialed down between D.N. and a running back because I know the Jets are going quarterback at three. Um, that yeah. could open the door for maybe some trade time. The Browns aren't going to get rid of that pick, but it'll be, I, I think the Giants dictate a big, big influence on this draft. Especially with Cleveland, everyone knows they're going quarterback. It all, pretty much the, the, the face of the draft shifts to the Giants and, and they will dictate the rest of the way. Uh, but like you said, with that four pick, if the Giants do take Barkley, I'm almost positive the Browns will take Chubb at, unbelievable talent at NC state. Uh, it's, it's pretty unlikely that they trade the number four pick, but they could. Um, but, but if the giants do take Saquon, I would say they would go Chubb. Well, how about um, this? You, you bumped down one more to the five pick. 
Um, do you see the Broncos potentially trading that pick if they have – I mean, John Elway is rumored to really, really like Josh Allen. If Josh Allen is still available at five, do you see them potentially dishing that pick out and, and dropping a little bit deeper just because Josh Allen isn't projected to go, you know, six through until who um, – Probably Arizona I don't, fifteen or Baltimore yeah, sixteen. Arizona. Yeah, I, I mean John Elway's, you know he's talked about trading the pick. Adam Schefter tweeted that that the Broncos were open to trading it. It's it's not gonna get traded till tomorrow night if it does happen, but it's all gonna be indicative of, you know, who the Giants take if they don't go quarterback, then that opens the door for you know, a team to come in at five and take one of those top four quarterbacks. Um, but I think if it goes quarterback, 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 running back or D end at four, I think the Broncos do stay there and they take Chubb. Uh, that would give them an elite pass rusher, um, you know, parallel to Von Miller. So that would, that would make them one of the, you know, the best defensive line units in the league. But uh, yeah, the, the Giants will dictate how, how the top, you know, five to ten picks play out for for sure. And how far do you got Lamar Jackson falling? This pick bugs me because he's – they say he's not, you know, consistent. He's not um, accurate. But the dude flat out lit up Florida State, lit up the ACC the past two years. I mean, he won the Heisman two years ago. Um, he's got a better accuracy percentage than Allen, and he plays in the ACC. Allen plays in the shitty Mountain West. Um, you know, he's, he's a right-handed Michael Vick, if you will. I don't see him dropping past, I think Jackson goes in the top 21 picks. Um, I don't know. Arizona might even take him at 15 if, if they don't trade up, uh, the, the Patriots have, you know, expressed interest in him. They could trade up. They got two first round picks. Um, I think Jackson goes in the top 21 picks. Where do you see where do you see Jackson I, going? Or, or you... I want so badly to see. I want two things, and I don't think either are that realistic. But I want to see the guy play under either Bill Belichick or Sean Payton. I think it would be sick to see him in either of those offenses. Um, I also want to know your opinion on. Do you think NFL teams uh, are starting to shift to more of a college like deal where you know, say you take Lamar Jackson and change your whole offense around him? Yeah, I, I think we're starting to see it a lot more, um, you know, with, with, with the Eagles and Carson Wentz. Uh, they kind of adapted to, to Wentz's skill set. Uh, you see it more and more. Uh, the Niners with, with uh, Kyle Shanahan and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo towards the end of the season, they, they were kind of, you know, implemented Jimmy's kind of system with, that he was he was with and with the Patriots and, and even at college. Um, I think that, that coaches I mean, Sean McVay did it with Jared Goff basically turned his career around after, I don't know if, if you think his first season, he was kind of a bust, but you know, that's just kind of what Jeff Fisher did with quarterbacks. He, he took, you know, great quarterbacks and kind of made them average. Whereas Sean McVay, young coach, youngest in the NFL history took a guy like Jared Goff and, and the dude was, was a pro bowler. He, he totally changed his career, but he, but he let him go back to his college roots and, I just don't think you you need to to change a quarterback from his college skill set 
and and mold him into something that he's not you know he's he's spent the last two three four years you know in a, in a college type system or whatever that may be mm-hmm. um you'll see a lot you'll see a lot more teams out of the gun now uh i just think it's the way the the game's changing and and you just can't you just can't put a kid under center who's not used to being under center and expect him to to deliver. I, you definitely have to to mold your offense around uh, his skill set for sure. And, and which is, you know, that'd be cool if if down the line, you know, Lamar Jackson goes to a team where where he's able to do that, you know, in his first couple of years, and, and he doesn't have to switch positions. That would be that'd be unreal. Yeah, I agree. Those are all uh, good takes there. Let's switch gears to the NHL playoffs. So uh, the first round is complete after that thriller at the TD Garden tonight. Uh, Evie, talk to me about the first round, what you liked, kind of what you're anticipating for the second round and all the in-between. Honestly, first round was an absolute dud. Um, It had some really intriguing matchups. I thought Anaheim-San Jose was a pretty intriguing matchup, same with Vegas and and L.A., but uh, wow, two two clean sweeps. Um, Cool for Cool for uh, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights and, and the Sharks, but brutal for a fan's perspective. Um, wow. Uh, another takeaway from that, the Pacific region was flurry. Uh, I don't think any anyone expected him to, to throw up those video game stats. No. Um, or Gensel. Gensel had the video game stats too. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. That was the highlight of the first round. Whole, okay. I want your opinion. Penguins Flyers, game six tie game uh i believe it was 4-4 and Latang comes out of the penalty box this is probably about 11 minutes left in the third and just absolutely trips on ian pro rob that what goes uncalled totally changes the dynamic of the series kessel just gets it quickly pokes it out to gensel in the slot nobody within you know 20 feet of him and he just hammers home a quick one t and and the pens go up 5-4 uh Pivotal turning me, point that was there, especially got a feel for the guy. He's playing on a torn MCL. Holy shit, what a warrior. Yeah, he got he got puck. It's just the, the rule, I'm sure it was the right call if, if you get puck and then you trip the guy. But you see this so many times. Guys go down on a breakaway. They get puck and get tripped. And, and there's always, whether it's a penalty shot or a trip, it's always called. It's rarely not called. This is kind of a different instance, but it's along the side of the boards. I think that's got to be... I think that's got to be a trip. I don't know how it can't be a trip. Um, I know in a bang-bang, heat-of-the-moment play, it's tough to call. But when a guy gets wide open like that in the slot with no one around after a blatant trip, I think that's kind of when you blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not uh, not a numbers guy, but that doesn't seem to add up. But uh, I'd say the biggest takeaway from the first round was the Washington Capitals being able to come back from a 2-0 hole and claw themselves back and win in six, not even take it to seven. They go four straight and, uh, you know, win it on uh, Columbus ice uh, pretty handily. And uh, we get set up for that unbelievable chapter three Penguins Capitals uh, round two matchup. There's nothing better than Sid and Ovi going at it. This will be third year in a row. Will, all right, will they finally slay the dragon? Will the Capitals make the Eastern Conference Finals, or will they be dethroned by the by the Penguins for the third straight season? You, they always say you can't beat a team three times, so maybe on a larger scale, this is their fucking year. Uh, I'm dying to see Ovi win a cup. I don't necessarily like the Capitals. Don't 
hate them, don't like them, but I, I'd like to see Ovi and actually Oshi win a cup. Um, yeah, kind of cheering for them in that sense. But damn, Penguins are looking good. Um, they look, they look so damn they, good. I mean, holy shit! Get off that, the fucking tracks. The train's coming through. Crosby, Hornquist, Gensel. That line is unbelievable. It'll be interesting to see if Malkin plays in this series. Uh, he's got a knee injury that might keep him out. So that's something to to look uh, to look into um, and keep an eye on that. But even with Malkin out of the lineup, they put up eight goals against the Flyers to to seal the deal. Game six, they can score at will. How about get, how about some of know, these other matchups too? Jets, Preds, Bruins, Lightning, Vegas, and the Sharks. My goodness. Yeah. No, I know. I, the Preds Jets series is gonna be physical, high scoring. Um, that one's did gonna be unbelievable. What, uh, I mean. Did you see what they brought into Nashville? Um, instead of like painting a car. They're doing it for charity. They brought a plane in, and they're gonna paint this colored like Cessna plane, like you really? can pay to go beat the shit out of this thing with a hammer. They're gonna, is it like a like a little one seater yeah, jet? Like, or it's what like is a two seater seater little prop plane. Um, really? And they're It's like a smash. They're calling it the smash plane. They're bringing it outside Bridgestone Arena. Um, basically, you can pay to beat the shit out of this Winnipeg jet colored airplane. Wow, that's unreal. I, no, I did not. I would love to go down to Smashville and beat the shit out of that plane. Uh, all right, Jake. Vegas, San Jose. I, I think we all pretty much know it's going to be low scoring. Um, two goalies that have been there before, Marty Jones and Marc-Andre Fleury. W- what do you think the difference maker in this series is going to be? Absolute goaltending duel. Yeah, Vegas won three of the four regular season games. I, I mean, that's kind of out the window, though, now that it's playoffs. Um, both are tough defensively. Um, I think, although it's going to come down to a goaltender duel, obviously these guys have been hot in the first round. Um, but also there's been a shit ton of surplus of scoring. Um, so I, I think we're, we're in for a good one here. Yeah, no, I agree. It's uh... – it's two teams, one that's been around the block and one that's new to the uh, new to the surface here. But I don't know, man. Vegas, they're dominant. They're well-rounded. Uh, they, they can score. They can shut you down. They pretty much didn't even let L.A. breathe that whole series. But it'll be interesting with, uh, with, with the games at the Shark Tank because San Jose is unbelievable at home the last three years in the playoffs. Uh, it's... I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to get around Burns, Vlasic, and then you got you know Pavelski. I, I think Evander uh, Kane's got to play a little bit better too for for the Sharks if they're gonna yeah. take their form. Couture, Kane, yeah, like you said, Couture, Kane. They got they got firepower. Uh, I don't know if Thornton's gonna play in this series either, but you know it's not out of the question. Um, I, I'm gonna take. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Sharks in six in this one. I think Vegas uh, they've yeah. been hot at home all season long. They're gonna continue that here against the Sharks. Um, they'll they'll win the first two games. They'll probably drop one in San Jose, but they'll sneak out of sneak out of there with another one. I think they're gonna take in five games. I'm gonna t- say nicely five. All right, and probably the most anticipated series: Boston, Tampa Bay. Uh, Boston was one of the hottest teams of the second half. Uh, barely squeaked by Toronto tonight. 
very entertaining game, but but they got they got past a well coached Toronto Maple Leafs team, uh, and they're taking on Tampa. I, I, you'd expect there's going to be a high scoring, you know, physical, a lot of skill type game. I mean, they met last time. The last time they met in the playoffs was 2010 Conference Finals. That one went to seven, and the Bruins won. Uh, I'm going to go out and say I got Boston with the series. I think a lot of people are going to take Tampa Bay, but I'm going to take Boston. It does go seven, um, but I think the difference maker is going to be Tuka Rask. Can he play a little bit better than he did in the first series against Toronto? And it's going to come down to Vasilevsky. It's going to come down to goaltending. And I, I think Tuka Rask out edges um, Vasilevsky, and they, and they take it in seven. I think you're exactly right, Evie. Uh, they're going to have their work cut out from both teams. Uh, it's been a high-scoring deal. Both these teams can put up numbers. Um, Tuka Rask tonight wasn't exactly spectacular, but he let in five goals. Um they're going to face a lightning team that's got a high-powered offense, but I think uh, the back end we've talked about before, the back end of Boston is is, is tough to play against as well. Um, and their guys up front can put the puck in the net as well. So I think it's going to be an offensive battle um, with, with the goaltenders really, really going to be tested here. Um, I think that I, I'm most in, intrigued. Will, will Tampa Bay's offensive, you know, all-Stars be able to outplay Boston's. All-Stars, will Stamkos and Kucherov be able to live up in the moment and, and, and out-duel, you know, Marshan and, and Bergeron and Pasternak? Um, you know, or, or will they, you know, kind of kind of play down to them? It's It'll be interesting. Boston's a big physical team, but I think Tampa Bay will hang in there. And uh, I think this will be the best series of, of the second round. Uh, two down here. Who do you got in these other matchups with the Penguins and the Capitals? Uh, the first one, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Preds, and I'm gonna take them in six. Uh, Winnipeg's gonna gonna win their their first two. Well, the first two are gonna be Nashville. I think Nashville takes the first two at home. Uh, the Jets take the next two at home, so it goes two two, and then and then I think Nashville. It's just such a home advantage that they have. Uh, Pekarene is gonna win the Vesna, and he's you know he's playing unbelievable. Uh, they just have so much firepower. It's gonna be. Preds will take game five and then take game six at Winnipeg. Um, both teams, you know, the, the, the Jets are undefeated at home so far in the playoffs, but I, it's going to be Preds in six. Um, and then for the Penguins and the Caps, you know, I think is this going to be the year that the Penguins fall to the Caps? And, and no, I, I don't think it is. Um, you know, they, they finally favored. Um, they're favored in the series for the first time in a while. They've uh, they've looked really good in the first round, and I, I still don't see the Caps and Ovi getting over the hump and, and slaying the Dragon. I, I think it's going to be Penguins, but I, but I think it goes six. Uh, good takes. Um, myself, Predators, Jets. I'm going to take uh, the Predators in seven, and I'm I'm banking on the second line of Nashville that Fiala, Kyle Turris, Craig Smith line. Um, he's going to be yeah. matched up against Stastny, Line, and Ellers. Um, if they can slow, I guess you could just say Patrick Line single-handedly down, I think they'll have success. Um, Winnipeg is fast as hell. Um, we saw them against the Wild. They're quick. Um, the, their ability to make plays in open space. 
are key to their game. Um, if they can stay consistent, they're going to give Nashville a lot of trouble. But um, to Nashville's credit, I think that their D is they're, – they're defensively sound, but they're also offensively dangerous and productive at the same time. Um, and I just think – I think that's – as offensively talented as Winnipeg is, I think that, you know, the defensive aspect of Nashville's game is extremely hard to get – is extremely hard to play against. Um, so I'm yeah. Going, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Nashville in seven there. Um, switching over to the east, I got to ride the Washington Capitals. Um, yeah, is it, is it their year? I, I, I think it is. I think it's going to be their year. Um, Ovi's hungry. Um, Kuznetsov's hungry. Backstrom's hungry. They've, they've been cut short. Uh, they've had a <laughs> sniff, and, and they, they're just, they've been cut short too many times, and I, I think this is going to be the year. Okay, so you're taking Washington, but will this be the year that Barry Trotz finally gets to the, to the conference finals? You know, he served, I don't know, 15 seasons in, in Nashville, uh, never made a conference final, um, lost in the conference semis twice uh, with Washington. He's lost to the Penguins three straight seasons. You know, they just got a high win against Columbus. So you're, you're banking on Barry Trotz making the uh, Eastern Conference Finals, even though his history says otherwise? You know what? I really do. Um, I think this is a different Caps team than in years past. Um, if they can limit their penalties um, against Columbus, they were um, – I, I think that they can limit their penalties in that game. They gave the Blue Jackets four power plays per game. And I don't think that's going to fly against Pittsburgh and their 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 successful power play. Um, that's definitely going to be a fun one to watch. But uh, let's switch gears over to the NBA. Um, give me your first round thoughts. I mean, how about tonight? LeBron's block Oladipo at one end and quickly calls timeout. Draws up a play. Of course, he draws up his own play to himself. He's catches it at the top of the key. It's king. Catches it at the top of the key. Cashes a fadeaway three. Buzzer beater. Ball game. Jumps up on the scorer's table. This is my house type deal. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable for the game of basketball. Uh, totally saved. You know his his first round legacy. Uh, he's never lost in the first round. Um, it could have went to overtime. They could have gone down three two, going back to Indiana. Uh, but it, but they don't. They're they're up three two in the first round now. You'd have to assume they're either going to cap it off in Game Six or, or back home. Um, he, but he, you can't obviously you can't foul on that play. But did it look like he was almost uncontested on that, or did he just pull up and make a good move? I think I don't know. I think it was Stevenson on him, but. He kind of ran like he was like he was gonna fly, and and it looked like maybe the direction he was taking it looked like there could have been a pick gonna be, you know, coming to set for him. Uh, but with three seconds left, you got to play him a little tighter. I know you don't necessarily want to super tight because you don't want to get called for a foul. But yeah, it was basically uh, an uncontested fadeaway three uh, falling to his left, and yeah, it, it's. You could chalk it up to poor D, but 
So it's it's really hard to guard a guy in the last three seconds when it's LeBron and and he pretty much gets you know any call he wants. So uh, it's it's really tough to to process that and to break it down. Uh, it was more of a an unbelievable play than than bad D for sure. No, I'd, um, I'd agree there. I mean, that's but yeah. That that series so far has been kind of lopsided. It's weird. It's the Cavs are brutal game one. LeBron dominated game two. Once again, they blew a lead in game three, and then finally in game four, LeBron gets some some secondary scoring. Corver got hot. J.R. Smith hit a, hit a shot from the parking lot. Um, they held off a late okay or a, a late Indiana run, and and then tonight, uh, Corver went off again. Uh, he had around 20, 22 points, somewhere in that range. And LeBron had, had 44, uh, 12 rebounds, eight assists. And, you know, they, they prevail at the buzzer beater. That's been unreal. What's been interesting to me is if OKC, they, they had a comeback tonight. I, I wrote them off. They were down about 25 or so midway through the second quarter into the third quarter. Um, they came back. They, they forced the game a game six at Utah. Uh, if they lose, it'll be interesting to see what Paul George does. Does he, does he run to free agency? Does he opt out of his deal? What does he do? Um, if, if they but lose, if they win, if they lose, I think what, he's gone. I don't know what his options are um, or what he's got. What is he done after this series? His contract's up. Yeah. I, I, his options are either Los Angeles Lakers, the Philadelphia 76ers, or if a dark horse team comes in, you could say maybe the Clippers, but I doubt it. It looks like, you know, it's either going to be the Lakers or, or the 76ers. Um, or he stays put. But if they lose, it's tough to play with Russell Westbrook. He he loves having the ball. He, he took, uh, like, upwards to 30, 38, 39 shots tonight. And it's, it's really hard to play with a guy like that. You see Harden kind of got out of there. Durant had to leave him. Um, honestly, I could see Paul George leaving if they, if they don't go deep in, in this playoffs and, and they're on the brink of elimination, uh, for the next two games. Well, mm-hmm. uh, talk to me about this guy, Anthony Davis, man. Is he the real deal or what? The brow, man. The brow is the real deal. He's finally solidified himself as an elite, elite talent in the Western conference, single-handedly with the help of Drew Holiday and, Rajon Rondo coming out of the woodworks, you know, his old form of being in Boston is slicing and dicing, making plays, looking like the, the 2009 Rondo that we all saw. But uh, that team is going to cause problems for Golden State, especially if Curry doesn't come back for, for the first few games. Wow. Uh, that team's probably one of the hottest teams in the NBA in the, in the past month, month and a half. And the brow has elevated his game along with Drew Holiday. And it's really fun to watch. Uh, my Pelicans, Jay, my Anthony Davis, Jay, is on the way. I ordered it after the clean sweep. I, I'm all in on the train. Uh, the train is fucking moving, Aachen. I suggest get you get on tracks. it. It's – oh, God. Who do you got in that series? You think You think Golden State takes down Anthony Davis, or, or, yeah. or do you think the Pelicans – Yes, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I don't think the match – I mean – I don't think he's going to match up well with KD, to be honest. Because um, then you put – who do you got Rondo on? You got Rondo on Curry. And then uh, you'll have – Yeah. 
Drew Holiday might lock up Clay. He locked down Lillard pretty hard. He, you know what? Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday might even lock up uh, Curry if he comes in. He he caused havoc for Lillard all series long. It was unbelievable. Shut him down completely. Well, who do you got? Who do you got containing AD then? Nobody. They don't have one fucking player that can contain him. Draymond's not touching him. Are you kidding me? They they literally don't have anybody that can match up with Anthony Davis. It's it's oh, it's fucking unbelievable. That's what makes it so pivotal for their for their secondary scorers to start hitting shots because you start doubling Davis, get him in the post or get him on the wing. The, he's so good. He can hit from the key. He can hit from the three-point range. He can take it to the rack. He's honestly a top three player in the so NBA gotta, today. You, would you say that you got to harass the guys that are getting him the ball then? Just yeah, you got to Rondo. You got to be up holiday. Like, I mean, he's got big numbers, Clay but t- he's. I mean, you got these guys creating shit for him. If Curry, if Curry's not in for the first few games, Drew Holiday will probably match up on Clay. You would assume. Um, Rondo will take. God, I don't know, maybe Bell or or whoever they got going. Um, it'll be. It'll be interesting if Curry's not there. If Curry's not there, they're going to have some trouble. They're lucky that the first two games are at home, but that that Pelicans team is far from a six seed. They are, God, they're a, they're a top four seed for sure. Um, that's going to cause nightmares for the Golden State. It'll be interesting to see what Steve Kerr does. Durant's going to have to play out of his mind again. Um, that one's going going six or seven for sure. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But let's let's just touch on the Spurs quick. Um, Manu Ginobili hits the final five points in game four to, uh, to derail Golden State's upset bid over, or, uh, sweep bid over the Spurs, uh, ends his final home game with, uh, you know, a steal and, and a three pointer and a, and a jump shot, five points to end it. They win by double digits. Is this an end of an era for Manu or do you think the 40 year old comes back for one more season? Um, yeah, you know what? He turns 41 in July. Uh, the guy's been, gosh, he's got to, he's got to be in nine figures in his, in his tenure at the NBA. No, um, he's gotten the oh, yeah. medal. Sure. He's got four NBA titles. He's fucked around in the Euro league, FIBA world cup. I mean, this guy's done it all. Um, I don't think the Spurs are necessarily in the up and coming and contending for a championship in the next five years. Um, I, I, I don't have an issue with him hanging it up after the season. Yeah, I, I think it's hard because that team is so old. Tony Parker, who knows what he'll do. Um, with Kawhi, he hangs it up the, after the, what twenty three years in the league. He's not gonna. He, he, no one's gonna just hold a grudge against him, right? No, no, not for, nobody's gonna hold a grudge against him. They're they're probably still surprised that he's that he's been playing at such an elite level. You could right. make the case. You could even make the case that him or Eric Gordon, one of those two, could be the potential sixth man of the year award. It probably won't go to Manu, Manu but. Uh, Shit, the guy comes off the bench and consistently puts up double digits. He he wreaks havoc on both. You know, he's not afraid to to die for balls and get in your face or take an elbow, which is honestly what what I love about the guy. He plays hard. At forty years old, him and Vince Carter at forty years old are, are still taking it to the rack, and 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 just causing an absolute shitstorm. 
team. It's unbelievable. You love to see it, but at such a high level. And yeah, I, I thought uh, I thought it was cool at the end of that series. Um, Manu and uh, Steve Kerr hogging it out because they're teammates actually in San Antonio. Yeah, that, that was that's, unreal. That's a cool, that's great. That's a sick ass moment. That's something you don't see a lot is is a coach and a player who's still, won't say dominating, but having a definite impact on the game, um, coming together like that. But uh, let's also go over uh, the Kawhi Leonard situation. Where the hell is he going to end up? Yeah, that, that's interesting. Uh, he's definitely not, you know, going to end up back in San Antonio. That's for sure. Um, that's Pop hates him. Hates Pop. I could see. Shit, there's about four spots, four or five places. Um, it'll be interesting. Boston, I could see them being a potential landing spot. Say they get Kawhi, they'd have Kawhi, Kyrie, um, Gordon Hayward coming back from that injury, uh, Tatum. It it would be it would be pretty crazy, but I think they would probably have to give up Tatum or you know Marcus Morris. Um, Probably another pick if they, if they wanted to get him. So do they really want to give up Tatum for Kawhi? I would probably say, yeah, Kawhi Leonard's, you know, a transcendent player. It'll be interesting because Kawhi might honestly it, – it's going to be crazy to see does Kawhi bite first or does LeBron bite first. If LeBron doesn't make it to the finals and, and or win the finals this year with that shitty roster and, and, you know, he looks around the East, you see Boston and Philly, you know, probably going to be the top two teams next year. Does LeBron wait to see where Kawhi signs, and does Kawhi wait to see where LeBron signs, or well, could even could, sign even could, could even Kawhi. could even Cleveland could even Cleveland bring in Kawhi, and you know and say, hey LeBron, look, we want you to stay here. We're gonna bring in Kawhi, uh, and it's gonna be you and Kawhi. You could clearly bring in you know someone else for decent money, um, and then he doesn't even have to leave Cleveland, but. That'll be interesting. But, yeah, going back to your Lakers point. They give up Ingram, Ingram, bring in Kawhi, and then sign LeBron to a max. Yeah, that'd be be something. I I could see LeBron in the Lakers next year, but only only if they bring in Paul George or Kawhi. Um, they 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 have room for two more max contracts, so they wouldn't necessarily have to trade Ingram, but the Spurs obviously would want Ingram. Um, but say it was Paul George, say, okay, see, so loses to Utah in the next few days. Paul George is like, fuck it. I'm out of here. I don't want to play here. It was supposed to be a pit stop anyways. Um, he, he goes to LA. He's already been shopping for houses, whatnot. And if he goes there, I could see LeBron going there. They'd have, you know, LeBron, uh, Paul George, Brandon Ingram, probably Kuzma and Lonzo Ball. And it'd be... That that'd be an entertaining team. Um, the West would be even more loaded. But uh, I don't know. Just don't don't rule out don't rule out Philly just yet either. Um, that the process can only get better. Who does Philly have give, to give up then? Did you go Dario? Fultz, yeah, probably Sarich and Fultz and a pick for sure. Probably first. You need a first round pick. Probably Fultz and Sarich. Um, that's, that's probably who they would have to give up. And you think that's enough? Maybe a second round. I don't know. Yeah. Kawhi for a first round pick, Sarich. And, ooh, uh. 
Jared Bailey. Yeah. Fultz, Fultz is supposed to be pretty good. Um, it's too early to tell, but yeah, I, I would say that's probably enough. But it, yeah, it'll be interesting. This summer is going to be lit. Um, yeah, the, just keep your eye on Paul George, LeBron, and Kawhi. This is this will be entertaining. All right, let's let's get to our dump and chase of the week. We got the Philly prison finally, fucking finally releasing Meek Mill. Free Meek. Free Meek. Free Meek. Uh, five months he was incarcerated. Uh, just just a broken system that we have here. Uh, it looked like there was a biased judge. Um, I don't know. I, I'm guessing if I was the judge, he probably didn't like Meek Mill's song. Uh, I don't see how you lock him up for five months. Um, didn't even get a bond. Shit, what... <laughs> What what was Meek Mill saying? Didn't he, didn't he say something to the judge or something? Uh, the, the, apparently, the judge, the tough judge, has refused to step down from the Meek Mill case. Uh, she's not going to remove herself. Um, Janice Brinkley is her name. Uh, you know what? I think maybe it's Janice. Maybe it's G-Nice. It's definitely not G-Nice. Uh, She's definitely not a fan of Meek Mill's music, and I don't know why. The dude constantly lays bangers. Uh, he gets in one. It's 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 lit music. Uh, He's out just in time too. Eagles with the Super Bowl. Seventy Six is about to give a march at the uh, NBA title. Um, you got Robert Kraft visiting him. You got Kevin Hart, Rick Rose, Rick Rose to boss. Ricky Rose. I, I think what I think what was amazing was right when he got out, they had a helicopter waiting for him. The 76ers, he hops on, flies to the stadium, quick shower, gets gets a uh, an MB jersey or a Simmons jersey. I think it was Simmons actually, and uh, he rings the Liberty Bell to start the game. I don't know about you, I haven't tweeted, but the 76ers are going to win by 30 plus, yeah. hands down. You, you get that kind of energy and emotion going, Allen Iverson. Buzz in probably 25 beers deep. Uh, the Philly faithful were on their feet all game. Is that des- Simmons, is it destiny MD. for the 76ers? Is this destiny? I think it's a little bit of destiny. I mean, the Flyers kind of did their own thing and and got got eliminated. But this 76ers team is a team of destiny. It's a team of the process. And with Meek Mill back, it's like one of those – one of those uh, situations where something bad happens, you know, the uh, the hurricane destroys the Astros. They win the championship. Vegas, Vegas, uh, that shooting happened. Tragic, tragic accident. You know, the, the Vegas strong, they, they come to, to, to fruition and they, you know, get the one seed and, and cruise through the first round of the playoffs. There's something to be said about fate. Um, and this Meek Mill thing is, is definitely – is definitely a thing of fate. Uh, Philly's going to advance past probably Boston, unless Milwaukee wins the next two, which trash-ass Milwaukee will not. They'll get past Boston, then they'll meet up with LeBron. It's going to be – it, it all if, – if Meek Mill has to go back to trial by the, before the time they play the Cavs, then, then it looks like it's going to be the Cavs in, in five or six. But if Meek Mill's there – do not rule out the 76ers winning in seven and going on to the NBA Finals. 
Do Meek not Mill. sleep on do not sleep on Meek Mill. Do not sleep on the 76ers and do not sleep on the city of Philadelphia. Uh free Meek is in full effect. My man Meek is free man. Uh more than anything, cannot wait to see if this guy drops some some uh new stuff. I know he's gonna be a big advocate for the reform of the justice system and I think uh I think we got good things coming out of Meek Mill here in the next uh year or so. Free my man's definitely been writing some songs in jail, no doubt. You can count on that. Um, I think his first hit coming out is gonna take, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna center around Janice Brinkley. Um, you know, she's got something coming to her. I, I don't know what it is that she has out for Meek Mill, but uh, his new song is gonna be a banger, and it's gonna it's gonna break J Cole's record for for most Spotify hits on on a, on a single day. <laughs> And uh, the city of Philadelphia is in a really good place right now. Um, so, dumping chase of the week, Philly prison, Meek Mill. You heard it here first. Uh, but that that wraps up our show for the night. Uh, a lot going on this weekend. Uh, you know, the NFL drafts, that'll be very entertaining. Still have no idea who's going number one. Dorsey's keeping that quiet. Uh, we'll have the, the first round of the NBA playoffs concluded. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on, you know, the, the the Yankees and how Stanton's, you know, beginning to come back to life a little bit. Um, not not quite yet. We don't know if he's getting his pinstripes back quite yet, but uh, he's starting to hit a little bit more. And he's not he's not missing by six feet. He's missing by about four. So that that wraps up for our show. We're gonna touch on, you know, NFL draft, MLB, NBA, and uh, the Kentucky Derby next week. Yeah. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. When I bought her ass tomorrow, y'all thought it was rainy. Flexing on these niggas, I'm like Papa on the spinach. Double M, yeah, that's my team. Rose, the captain, I'm lieutenant. I'm the type of cat in casting, grind like I'm broke. That Lambo, my new bitch, she'll ride like my ghost. I'm riding around my city with my hands strapped on my toes. Cause these niggas want me dead, and I gotta make it back home. Cause my mama needs.